Doctor Who, Series 7, Episode 4, The Power of Tree. I'm Caleb Woodbridge. I'm Sarah Burrow. I'm Natalie. Welcome back to Impossible Podcasts. Uh, so, it's another episode by Chris Chibnall. As if you listen to the Dinosaurs on the Spaceship episode, you might have realised that uh, we weren't the biggest uh, fans of that one. No. Has Chris Chibnall redeemed himself? Uh, with this one well it looked like he was going to have done for about two thirds of it and then it all fell apart <laughs> oh dear what? much better than dinosaurs yeah I thought the same I really liked it up to about five minutes from the end <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, it all went wrong <laughs> yeah I, um, I'd agree with that I think it is a good episode it's um, uh, better than dinosaurs on the yes. spaceship and it does some nice stuff and it's a nice return to the contemporary Earth setting. It feels quite Russell T Davies' mm. uh, era in a lot of ways, and that's um, and that's quite nice just to have that kind of story, just because we haven't had it for a while. Um, Lots but, of nice references back to, um, yeah, old Who yes. stuff as well. Yeah, it's, um, it was nice to see how Unit is adapting with, mm. oh, what's the name? Uh, Kate Stewart, Kate Stewart, character, yeah, the Brigadier's daughter. Um, so, yeah, that's a nice touch, and hopefully, we'll see more of her in, in mm. the future. But it doesn't so much end as stop. It's like, oh no, yeah. we've got five minutes left. Let's blow everything up. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just the ending that really lets it down. I mean, if it wasn't for the last sort of five minutes. I'm pretty safe. I'd probably say it's my favourite Chris Chibnall episode, I think. Because mm. up until that, it, it wasn't like any of his others. It was actually really quite good. There were some really nice ideas in it. And then, yeah, but the the one thought I had is I'm sitting here thinking, we're running out of time now. Mm. Has he been doing an hour-long special? Yeah. Yeah, fine. It probably would yeah. have worked. Even better, a two-parter. It, but, it yeah. did feel like it was building up to something... There was a good sense of build-up, mm. but uh, when you actually got to it, uh, it didn't really satisfy. It was really anticlimactic. So, and you knew it was going to be, because you were just watching the time tick away and thinking, he still hasn't got anywhere near a resolution yet. And... Mm. So, yeah, yeah, and I guess, though it wasn't an invasion directly, it was more... Slug pellets, as the doctor yeah. called it. It was still a fairly generic, let's kill all the humans. Yes. And I was hoping that there'd be some slightly cleverer twist for what the cubes were for than just uh, kill the mm. human beings, which, okay, that's fair enough. But I was, hope yeah. I was hoping after all the suspicions that the boxes would um, be bombs or whatever, they'd do something slightly more yeah. unexpected there'd be some twist to it yeah there were hints of it the boxes were a really good idea the cubes were mm. were really good but then yeah they just fizzled out yep yeah, right up until okay well hopefully the podcast won't fizzle, fizzle out, out. So no. we can entertain you throughout uh so we'll get started on the commentary itself yeah so if you're listening along at home press play now so 
we begin like with some narration, which is yeah. the third episode of four to um, use. Yeah, to use narration. it as a And the thing is, I'm not much of a fan of this one either. Mm. I don't. I think we discussed it uh, before. I don't mind it if it's used well, but. More than anything here, because however much I love Karen Gillan, it's really forced, this voiceover. Mm. She's forcing the intonation on it, and it just sounds a bit naff. I just feel this whole um, pre-titles is very on on the nose. It's kind of... Um, it's telling, not showing. Uh, See, that's the bit. It's just really, just sounds really forced for me. I will give you something about these title sequences now. They are better in HD. <laughs> Definitely. Not that we're watching it in HD, but we will, will be. Is it just me or is it pinker this time? Could be. Could just be my aged laptop we're watching it on, of course. But uh, they have oh, changed green the before. Yeah, and they've done an orangey one as well. I think they do change the Yes, Brian's back. Yay! Yeah. Welcome right. return of Matt Mark Williams. What are you doing lying around? Haven't you seen them? The props department would must have had so much fun. Climbing onto things to perch these cubes <laughs> on uh, odd windowsills and things. You wonder whether anyone missing. Invasion of the very small cubes. Not exactly. That would have made a better pre-titles. Yeah, it would have done. Yeah, much better. And here we have a return to the uh, international news coverage. Mm. Quite a nice, appropriate little cameo well, there. You'll have to ask a better man than me. He does sound we'll patronising as ever, so <laughs> yeah, no surprises there. Yeah. I love this little bit by Mark. <laughs> His enthusiasm is wonderful. It's a really yeah. good um, wealth substitute. Yeah. Mm. Messages needing decoding. They're all parts of a bigger whole. Jigsaw puzzles that need fitting together. Very thorough, Brian. Very thorough. I love it. Stay here. Watch these. Get a benefit. Aww. And I really don't like them now. They do set up a good sense of mystery. Right, I mean, I really like the idea of the cubes. I think they are a really good idea. Mm. Right. I've done work. What? You've got a job. What do you think we do when we're not with you? Imagine mostly kissing. Mostly kissing. 
And here we've got, well, what we know to be units. Someone pointed out that they, here they're wearing um, whole body armour just to go in and uh, take the pawns. Uh, and they didn't even wear that when fighting the Santarans. They were just in a sort of normal uniform. Um, the Scottish are obviously much scarier than Santarans. <laughs> if you're on units or... Ten years. Mm. What do you think of how they handle the passage of time? Because this is probably one of the episodes that takes place over the longest spans of time. It's a bit silly in places. It's very jumpy. Mm. I think at one point I... Sorry, I love this line. I was at work today and there was the trailer for this episode on. I got completely distracted halfway through talking to a patient because Rory was stood in half his, half his set of scrubs. Um, yeah, partway through I, I made the comments in that that I was beginning to feel sort of travel slash time sick because it's just too much jumping around. Gemma Redgrave? Yeah. Um, I haven't personally seen her in anything, but I mean, I recognise that she's been in quite a few long-running police procedural sort of style ones, so uh, Judge John Deed, Waking the Dead, such like. All the kinds of things I don't watch. Yeah, I don't watch them either, but uh, but you recognise her. I she's good in this. Oh, did you not? Oh, okay, I recognise her. And yeah, for a mention of Archer on the Energy, if you're playing a uh, classic Who reference bingo, I think that's uh, the first one this episode. But this you count unit itself. Flickr, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, look how trendy we are and stand with the social media kids. Uh, how many um, uh, Twitter accounts do you think will be set up by uh, yeah. for the cubes by the end of Saturday evening? That's very true. Team Cube. But it's a little black box. Could be recording it, so. And non-time travellers. Yes. Patience. Now this scene is fine now, but then it gets very silly and it gets very repetitive. <coughs> it's far longer than it needs to be, this bit. It's not quite as funny as it wants to be. No, I think you could have had a, sh a shot of each of the things and then skipped straight to this. You made it three times longer than it needed to be. Oh, and you could have used that time at the end. Where you needed it. 
was still here. You told me to watch the cubes. Four days ago. Time fly when you're alone with your thoughts. You can't just no. leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> quick jaw, restore sanity. Ooh. I love the idea that he just carries a foldable chair with him. Or he found it somewhere in the TARDIS. Well, yes. Or he keeps it in his pocket along with his trowel. Along with his trowel, yes. What kind of man doesn't carry a beach uh, chair in his pocket? <laughs> Slight tiff between the uh, the doctor and Rory and Amy. To the end of a week of cubic questions and theories, but no answers. Could this be the greatest stealth marketing campaign in business history? And if it is, Taj Mahal, Eiffel Tower, yeah. This one was superimposed cubes. Generic hospital corridor. <laughs> it is nice to see the ordinary lives of the companions. Um, I think we've got that more with Amy and Rory here than yeah. any companions before, really. Even um, Rose and well, mm. not so much the family life, but it's a different angle on it. I do like the sense of them growing up because they're kind of similar age to mm. um, what I am now. Yeah. So it, it, it's just nice that feeling of them having grown up with. Oh, here's the reminder that it's still written by Chris Chibnall with the Brian's log joke, which is cheap. But um, that's the only one that he, he does put in this episode that I noticed. And it's forgivable just because it's delivered by Mark Williams. You stay up and watch it all the time. I film it while I'm asleep. When I wake up, I watch the footage on fast forward. I email the result to UNIT. My middle name is Diligence. <laughs> I can't wait to see day 68. <laughs> UNIT. Doctor asked. I'm not a big fan of the floaty captions for the time. It's Again. <laughs> I'm like, do up in hospital, oh, you do just turn up and the same person's coming with the same problem again. You're a creepy blue-eyed child. Glowy cube. Ooh, what's going on here? This um, recalls episodes like um, with uh, Smith and Jones and uh, strange games on in the hospital. I was thinking the um, the strange mouth thing going on is quite re- reminiscent of um, the uh, the Are You My Mummy mm. Empty Child Empty Child No. Some of the places these cubes have been left around seem a bit improbable after this many months. But, yeah, this one now, in, in the, the cupboard mug. with mugs, I can believe. But yeah. in, oh, I bins, in bins, surely they'd have been, the bins yeah. would have been emptied. But then you assume that possibly more people have thrown them away because yeah. there's a lot of them. 
But um, I really like this idea of the cubes and of leaving them and making them attractive enough that people will pick them up and take them to their homes. And I do really like that idea. It's our wedding anniversary. We thought you might have dropped by. I left you messages. I know. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Come with me. And bring your husband. <laughs> <laughs> 25th of June, 1890. The recently opened. <laughs> nice dress. Whole hair. I mean, this is cute, but again, it, 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 further, it doesn't further the story at all, this scene. I would have... kissing the doctor. Well, again, yes. Well, the doctor kissed him last time, I suppose. <laughs> I like Caden's little dance. Zygons, yeah. Now the Zygons are a monster that should return in the new series. Uh, They're these octopusoid blobby... They look like a cross between a human embryo and an octopus. They kind of put suckers mm. on. Uh, but they're shapeshifters and they're a Tom Baker monster from um, the 70s where they were hiding in Loch Ness Monster and um, controlling the Scarrison, which was a monster that was the Loch Ness Monster. Uh. Um, um, and yeah. The Loch Ness Monster looked rather rubbish, but they were really cool and it was really creepy and atmospheric and they'd be very good. Because I don't think shapeshifters... They've kind of done that a little bit, Prison Zero as a shapeshifter, mm. but not really the idea of... And you had the doppelgangers, the gangers, but mm. not they weren't shapeshifters as no. such. So the idea of um, creatures that can appear as you and impersonate you and change their shape. Uh, that's one that they could do really well in Doctor Who again. You know the conversation with the Doctor and Brian mm. about so what, happens, happens, what happens to the companions when they cease to be companions. And a very obvious line about the ponds not being ones that will die. Yeah, so there've only been a couple of companions who died. Mm. Uh, Katerina in the sixties, um, Adric in the eighties. Mm. Not that, not that most people were too upset at the loss of Adric. <laughs> he was I a bit would, of an no. annoying teenager, teenage uh, genius type character. Okay. Before the, um, uh, it would. Annoyingness that that implies, <laughs> and an anagram of Dirac, the um, famous physicist. Ah, hmm. there we go. You learn something every day. Yeah, he was from uh, Eastspace, which was a bubble universe in which um, a doctor left his time lady companion Romana. We just um, this is the other person as themselves is Lord Sugar. I think he's a bit pointless though. Lord Sugar. And it was a bit forced. A bit forced, yeah. A bit of, oh, when someone has to actually play themselves, they go into the acting thing. <laughs> they actually <laughs> cease to play themselves and try and be a character. Here you are, Caleb, eating fish custard. Yeah, another... Because you've actually done that. Yes, yeah, so I, I wouldn't think, recommend it. don't think I could uh, 
Well, it looks like those three are actually eating it, so. Hmm. Well, I don't like custard anyway. So. Ah, okay. I like fish fingers and I like custard. I'm not a big fan of fish fingers, so why I try to eat fish fingers <laughs> and custard, I don't know. Well, I do know, because I'm a mad Doctor Who fan. Yes, but. yes, we know exactly why you did it. But, uh... The video is um, on the blog, if you're able to go and find it. Um, the Doctor Who party. We do have, um, harking back to the first episode of this series returning, we have completely forgotten the whole divorce thing. Yeah. It has just dissipated into nothing. I, I am a bit disappointed by mm. that because um, it was, yeah, just came out of nowhere, went no, it was, well, resolved within an episode and isn't even referenced mm. again. In, I mean, this is just some. The Doctor playing the Wii is just something you know Matt Smith is going to be brilliant at. <laughs> Ooh, the cubes are activating. Mm. Also, picking it up, not the best plan. Prod with the fingernail first. Yeah. Forty forty. Mm. Out of idea of trying to. Slightly re- reminiscent of those um, toclophane thingies. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I was thinking of the cubes that um, uh, came knocking on the TARDIS oh, door yes, in the well. uh, doctor's way. Come here, you scrumptious little beauty. The little boxes that made the Doctor so very sad. Speaking of which, Neil Gaiman's writing yes. another Doctor Who episode. I love yes. Neil Gaiman. I love the Doctor's Brilliant. wife. Loved it. Which one? Uh, the was it the Nebula? Or mm. Hugo. Hugo, I think. I think yeah, Hugo. It one. Whenever anything scans the internet, it does so by um, flashing up images on the screen. See also the. Did they like in. Um, uh, yeah, they had the whole thing in um, Dalek of the Dalek uh, downloading the entire internet. Which means that it <laughs> must have downloaded an awful lot of uh, porn and badly written fanfiction. Yes. As well as some of the good. Well, written fan fiction, but somewhat better than that. Yeah, probably. Um, and, yeah. So many cat photos. Yes, lots of cat photos. <laughs> so we're now at the Tower of London. Obviously, because there's a secret base under the Tower of London, obviously. Harking back to the Christmas invasion. Mm. But also connecting to um, the beast below, which had. Sorry, I like that line. <laughs> Very well delivered by. Uh, uh, Gemma Redgrave. In fact, it looks like they filmed this in the same place as the beast below. Um, mm, could be. 
Your favourite cubes coming up in a minute now. Oh yes. There you go. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. The horror. The horror. The horror of the birdie song. How do you like Gemma Redgrave? She plays this all beautifully calmly. That's calming influence. Except this bit here, which is nice, which is where she should be cracking. You know, what does she tell all of the major powers of the world? Now, I knew that Units was in this story, and when there is a character with the surname uh, Stuart, I did think, ah, a relative of the Picadinus. Um, but I don't know how, whether other people would have seen that coming. I suspect fans such as myself might have. But. I didn't see it coming. I, I I did ask you, but I'd got there now. I'd got here at this point. I figured that's who she was. Unit to the next generation. <laughs> Just an excuse to get this lovely shot by the. Uh, Remember Plus, also, they point out that you can't burn them. I do like how Amy and Murray are growing up and you have this whole thing of them wanting to build their own life. Mm. I think it is a nice idea. And I'm not running away. But this is one corner of one country, one continent, of one planet that's a corner of the I thought this whole conversation make what's, what's to come a lot more tragic. Mm. There's lots of speculation about that. This is a nice scene between the two of them. I wonder how much of Christian's script is saved by Karen and Matt, rather than the other way around. But um, it's good. It's it's a nice little. It's reminiscent of the the scene between the two of them in Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, which was also good. The one that we actually queried whether Moffat had actually written that little bit, but maybe not. Maybe it was Chris. That's nice, actually. It didn't feel as forced as it could have done that little <laughs> link there. 
That's what the surge of activity was. Problem with the power? Not possible. We've got backups. Hmm. That Smith does a good thing. He does. Nothing like a dark underground base. No power. He's with the small cubes counting down. Hey, Doctor Who, it's got a countdown. I'm not so sure how counting that's how counting size works. Mm. If you counted the insides, wouldn't that be 14? Yes. No, 12. 12. Sorry, 12, yes. Sorry, I didn't actually think to check your maths then. Get information out anywhere you can. News channels, websites, radio, text messages. People have to know that the cubes are dangerous. Well, surely you can't just cut you program a virus like you did in the 11th hour. See, that's a really neat idea. Mm. I really like that idea of the way of using the cubes. I love the command to go leaves the two of them stood behind him. <laughs> yeah. That members of the public dispose of all cubes. If there are cubes inside your house, remove them immediately. Get them out of the building, just away from here as far as you can. Get back here before it's. They seem to like the lights in front of the camera. It's not quite as egregious as the lens there of use in Star Wars, which they did a bit of in. Um, the the Christmas special, not last year, the um, Christmas Carol. Right? Yeah. I like the nice eerie corridor. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering, typically, because I would wonder what hospital it was. <laughs> Fairly certain it's not a universe, it's not a Carlton Vale hospital, anyway. We've used the um, Cardiff Royal Infirmary before, but mm. um, it's the only one you could really use because it's it's empty on a on a regular basis. Kind of thing, right? Actually, some of these corridors look like um, a bit like some of the ones in Cardiff University Main Building, which isn't a hospital, but. Some yeah. corridors that could be dressed that way. Mm. I'm sure we'd be able to look it up on the Doctor Who locations uh, yeah. website. Oh, it's a holographic thing of me. It's a wall, it's not a wall. So let's walk through it. It's a bit like um, uh, the closing time, only it really is in space this time. Yeah. Rather than underground. I've just realised remotely isn't my style. He remotely blew up Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> just to point that one out. That's, Not that. That's killing people. That's yeah. different. <laughs> also, had he not done that remotely, he would have blown up himself. But anyway. Remotely evidently is his style at sometimes. These would have moved, these cubes, if they've all activated. Mm -hmm. They're all in exactly the same place. 
drawn-out countdown scene. The cubes are quite well realised, just the lighting and stuff. Mm. It's quite effective. Jim Rodimo again. Mm. Well, what's in there? There is nothing in there. Um, well, that's good. It's not, it's not bombs, it's not aliens. Why, why is it inside? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Glasses, is it the same? Is it the same all around the world? They're empty. We're safe, right? We are very far from safe all along. Every action has been deliberate. Why draw attention to the cubes if they don't contain anything? So what? There's CCTV feeds from across the world showing the same. So what do you think of the whole cubes electrocuting people's hearts? You're looking at me, Caleb. Yeah, it's... well... It's better theory than some of the stuff Chris Chippen's done before, but it, yeah, it's not great. It doesn't quite work like that. And not so much the initial cardiac arrest, but the way he then saves them all doesn't yeah. work like that. Um, it doesn't work for everyone. You'd still have people die. They're not all suddenly. They're not all suddenly giving it up. You made a good point out about the time. How long is it from now when they've died to when? The yeah. electrics get switched back on. Yeah. Because the majority of those people are going to be brain dead by that point. I mean, that that's all fine. It, it, it's all... But... Um, it's still a bit... Uh, unoriginal. Yeah. I think this is where it started to go... To go wrong, really. Mm. Yeah. I was hoping for some... Clever uh, yeah. thing for the cubes to be up to. Not that I can think of anything off the top of my head. No, so. but it's just yeah. Oh, there's a handy coincidence. The, ro- the hospital where Rory was. Yeah, you knew the minute they were going to scan for it that you knew it was going to be the hospital where Rory was. Are we given? Is this just pure coincidence? I think it is. There's no justification in terms of they detected time energy around Rory and so decided to investigate. No, I don't think so. Pretty much from the point where the, one of the doctor's hearts started failing, I was basically just sitting there going, at some point they're going to defib him and he's going to be fine. But unfortunately it takes them this long to do it. They still haven't done it yet, but... I didn't know if you knew, but in hospitals they do just leave defib machines hanging around like this in a corridor oh, for anyone to use. I wondered why there wasn't one hanging around in um, Union, yeah. actually. I saw one at the last airport I was at. Just they the are wall. everywhere, yeah. yeah. Not quite hanging around just as much as that. Mm-hmm. That was slightly That's quite creepy, the blue. Mm. She... Well, she, she doesn't really see it serve any purpose. Yeah. It seems to be another element that doesn't really go anywhere. No. She's just there to look creepy. Yeah. And it's not explored the idea that they've got robot 
humans. Shades of um, uh, the TV movie there with the doctor protesting against hospital treatment because he's not human. <laughs> Button up that shit, Doctor. Just quite swiftly. <laughs> The lift in closing time was smaller. Hmm. Seems a fairly good size lift. Mm. It has to be. It's, you know, it's not a not a lift that's you know passenger lift as such. Should looking glass. That's a good point. Don't see who could do a good Alice in Wonderland style. Mm. One dimension to the left and straight on until morning. <laughs> There's something almost Peter Pan-like about the Doctor who never grows up. Mm. Oh, yeah. Neil Gaiman to write that one, I think. <laughs> uh, that Classic fairy tale episode. Mm. Well, what I think would be um, one of the ideas I've had for um, which they can't quite do, but would be um, it's interesting how it fits with this, but uh, it always struck me that it'd be quite cool to have um, have a, have the doctor have a companion, have them leave, and then their little child to grow up with the stories of the doctor, and then one day the doctor come and whisk the child away, and then you'd have um, a young companion whose parent had also been the yeah. companion of the Doctor. Which with the song you've sort of got. Yeah, but, it but not as a child. But no, not, and a lot of timey-wimey, yeah. wibbly-wobbly-ness. But it'd be nice if... Um, mm. that, that would be quite fun if they um, did the whole thing of Amy and Murray having another normal, yeah. normal um, child. Yeah. child. And then that becoming an ex companion. Yeah. And I guess that's not going to happen if they want to clean exit no, no. for Rory and Amy. Yeah. Here we've got the other recognisable face. Is it Peter Burkoff? Um, Stephen Burkoff. Stephen Burkoff, sorry. Um, this, this seems very Star Wars esque. And he looks an awful lot like Senator Palpatine, although not as Senator Palpatine. Yeah, it's quite a. It's a very science fictiony type makeup. Looks an awful very, lot like very generic science fiction genre. Exactly, serves the tally. So, have we heard of these previous? No. No. Oh. I was watching this assuming we had. I assume you would have come along, Caleb, and tell me where they'd been mentioned. No. <laughs> oh. That's a nice way of putting it. Slug pellets. Apparently a Gallifrey in fairy tale. I, I do like the Doctor's line about... Uh, um, and they say weird fairy tales you have and you, you mm. have to reply about grandmothers and mm. <laughs> wolves in grandmother's clothing yeah and they strive for greater and they achieve I don't like this speech whenever 
Chris Chibnall tries to do how wonderful human beings are speech. Mm. It always seems rather cheesy and hollow to me. I didn't mind it too much. I thought it was good. It's just, it's just completely let down in a minute where, you know, he goes. It just seems a bit, I don't know, um, naive because, um, with Russell T. Davies, you did have a real sense of um, how monstrous human beings can be at times, um, and that's one of the themes in his writing. Um, we've got the potential both uh, to turn into the top profane or to um, unite and give glory Jesus powers to the doctor. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not very original. We've heard this speech from the doctor about how great the human race is before and this is I like the talking propaganda poster um, idea but this is where it all he literally just mm. gives it a bit of a zap no security yes well we'd all worked out that it was mass defibrillation at this point well I had mm. also it doesn't make sense. That's not going one better. That's exactly what Rory said. Mass defibrillation of everybody's hearts you stopped. It's not, you know, the doctor hasn't come up with a new plan. That was Rory's plan. <laughs> Don't let me down, cubes. You're working for me now. Oh dear. All those cubes. There's going to be a terrible wave of energy ricocheting around here any second. Run. Run. Yeah, well, we'd all got that. Yeah, you do. Oh, it's just naff. <laughs> and people don't do this after having a heart attack. Oh, I'll just get up. <laughs> I'll just oh, get up and wander around. Nice nap I had. <laughs> <laughs> And it's lucky that all those people who had heart attacks are the sort of people who had hearts who only needed one defib to come back. Mm. Which isn't usually the case. Classic reverse the polarity, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's a bit of a control Z moment, isn't it? Control Z. Undo everything. <laughs> and that's just it. No big confrontation. Just a chat with her talking poster and everything. I, I think the other thing that isn't satisfying is that for the whole idea here of the power of free, you'd have to build the resolution around them all working together mm. in some way. And uh, because they don't, it just seems uh, quite cheesy and... Uh, Tacked on. Tacked on, yeah. <laughs> well, you wonder whether it was tacked on, because this wasn't the original title of the, of the episode. Cubed. So, you do wonder whether, you know, it wasn't, it was an afterthought. I mean, it's a nice play on words, power of mm. free and cubed. It's, it's nothing new. It's been done by other series. But, again, another, this voiceover... Power of 
really cheesy. Yeah. Really, really cheesy. And you'd have had to have made a much bigger thing with yeah. um, uh, the Doctor, Amy and Rory sort of being driven apart yeah. to pull them back together again. Which, given this next time trailer of The Angels Take Manhattan, they mm. do look to have been separated a lot more in this mm. one. And with the song is back, of course. A smiling angel. And we've actually gone back to the angels taking people through time again rather than yes. just snapping their necks as well, which is good. Not snapping their necks. But. Did you um, see the rumours that um, Chris Chibnall had been um, inspired by the Napoli disaster, the um, cargo ship? It was on, I think it's in the, it's in the Wikipedia. Wikipedia. So that's the story, uh, well, it's real life, I can't remember when it happened, several years ago, um, a ship um, was beached um, on the south coast of England and loads of stuff came to shore and people looted it all. 2007. 2007, not that long ago. But um, yeah, I don't see any link at all. Red herring. Yeah, yeah I can sort of see how it yeah, might have boxes, been a seed you know, of an idea. Yeah. But it's not a particularly enlightening it's, connection. It's, no, unless it's the tenuous link of all these things turn up and people mm. start taking them into their homes. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the most tenuous mm. link I can, you know. Yeah. yeah. The idea of the taking the cube, maybe that's where you got the idea of taking mm. the cubes in. Because that, I really like that idea. Mm. I just wish you'd done something more with it. Yeah. Because. Using them to zap people. Yeah. And well, I didn't mind the, all the activating and them, you know, and them doing different things. And but it it, it would have been um, uh, much better if it had been something more, rather than just inva- invasion killy, um, just uh, something, some big change. Um, I don't know. Um, controlling the world, uh, people's minds, but to do something specific and mm. interesting rather than just, oh, no, they've taken over everyone's minds or something. But have yeah. something happen. And uh, if that was the end of part one and then there was a part two to follow, yeah. they could have delivered on the build-up and had a big um, kind of like um, uh, end of the Sontaran uh, first part and you have all that most devices activating and that's when everything yeah. really starts kicking off as it were but it just seemed um, mm. it was a good build up but yeah much too rapidly I think you, you could have had the episode end quite neatly either when the cubes went down to zero or when the cube opened and there was nothing in it somewhere around there had you finished mm. that episode and have that as part one mm. and then gone on to part two because then this episode would have been really good. That's it. I don't like... It's a real shame because I really yeah. enjoyed it up yeah. until that last, you know, just, it's eight just, minutes or The so. resolve is it's just a real letdown. It's a real anticlimax. <laughs> and, which is annoying because I might have actually liked he an entire episode. Oh, of he almost got there. <laughs> he almost got there. So oh. at least there's hope. Come on, yeah. Chris Chibnall, you're getting better. You, you are can getting do it. better. You can, you can uh, do a 
entire episode is actually really good next yeah. time. Because <laughs> this one was really close. I'm yeah. willing to admit yeah. that it was really close. And I think it would have done better either taking a lot of the beginning faffing around out and doing a better ending or leaving some of that faffing. Because there, there was nothing wrong with that, like the scene in, with Henry VIII and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There was nothing wrong with that. It just didn't serve the storyline. And when you were evidently short mm. of time to do the resolution, it, it didn't need to be there. It, it didn't really um, find a way of integrating the no. um, uh, Do- Dr. Amy Rory stuff with alien invasion stuff. No. You kind of had the two things going on, but um, yeah. they didn't really uh, converge or match up. No. I, I think if you'd have developed more of a conflict between them and then brought them together more mm. at the end, um, then that would have um, uh, made it work a lot mm. better. Yeah. But, yeah, it just didn't... I I think... I, I mean, they've been trying to do this whole blockbuster movie mm. idea of each week being a blockbuster, and um, I think... In 45 minutes, that is a bit of a stretch sometimes. Yeah, I just, I think, I think they could have just done it in two. Because I think there were hints of it, yeah, being the big blockbuster and being, but there just even, there isn't enough time for you to do that as much mm. as they are doing and actually deliver on a storyline. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how Stephen Moffat manages next week mm. to, because um, I was expecting. Um, Amy and Rory's exit to be a two-parter. Mm. Um, uh, I was um, quite surprised uh, that uh, we're just going for, for single-parters all the way through. Um, and yeah, I hope it'll deliver. And mm. I think Stephen Moffat's probably better at the kind of compressed storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I um, think yeah. If anyone's going to do it, the big, you know. Flash you want, but still in the time, I think, yeah, Stephen Moffat's the better one to do it. But even I, then, I get a bit, um, think that Stephen Moffat's scripts, um, have suffered from being overly hyperactive. I really like Stephen Moffat as a writer, but I think his yeah. earlier ones, which are less frenetic, mm. um, tend to be, uh, a bit better. And yeah, Blink is. Awesome. Yes. And this new one also has angels in. I'm hoping it's better than the. I wasn't that keen on the Byzantium one. No. See, for a, for a two parter as well, that one was a sort of drawn out. Yeah, it was more in the style of The Hungry Earth and the Cold Blood two parter where you've not got enough storyline for two episodes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it, it from the trailer and from what we've heard of Angels Take Manhattan. I'm hoping it's more of a return to the Blink Angels rather than the Byzantium mm. Angels because they weren't as good in the Byzantium. Because Blink is perfectly paced mm. for its length, I think. Yeah. And that's one of the things that really works about it. It, it doesn't feel um, rushed, but everything fits together really neatly. Mm. And yeah. yeah. It's a, a beautiful use of the time travel mm. thing. Yeah. And I'm I'm just hoping that next week doesn't try and do too much and try and be too the epic exit. Yeah. Because um, uh, I think if they keep it simple and focused mm. um, in the way that 
um, uh, Blink was focused in the way, say, um, let's kill Hitler with jumping all over the place in time and um, uh, stuff like um, uh, the end of the series, The Wedding of River Song. Uh, I think um, it's fun to have the jumping around, but you need to, it can get just very choppy. Mm. I think they've done that a lot in this episode. So I'm hoping that that sort of... Got it out of their system. Yeah, because maybe they've done the jumping around and showing all these different adventures with Rory and Amy that we don't always see, so that maybe this one doesn't do quite as much jumping around. Obviously, there's going to be some because they're going back to the angels being able to take people through time. So, But But, you don't need to go mad. But yeah, if they do it more in the blink way. Mm, Rather than, yeah, rather than the time jumping we've been used to. Especially as they've done it so much because they've done it pretty much... All of Pond Life did it, you know. Each um, this whole series so far has done it because each one has been him hopping in to pick up Amy and Rory, and you know. So yeah, I mean, um, a town called Mercy didn't have any. Mm. Um, it was all set in that one time. He didn't have. Uh, oh, let's drop in on Henry the Eighth before mm. we get into the main meat of the story, uh, type thing. Uh, Do you get mentioned though? He didn't yeah. mention leaving Rory leaving his phone charger in Henry VIII's ensuite, which you assume <laughs> harks back to possibly. No, it can't. Oh, okay. Time stream's confused now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he mentions it then, but in our time stream, he hasn't been to see Henry VIII yet. And yeah, right. That's when it hurts my brain. So I'll stop thinking about that. But So it does um, A Town Called Mercy take place at some point midway through this story? (laughs) Or do they go to Henry VIII twice? Who knows? (laughs) I'm confused. At some point, Amy marries him as well. That was what we saw in that one, obviously. The bigger mist. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, so, so so close. Yeah. Yeah, so lots lots to enjoy, but not. I still not think probably my favourite Chris Chibnall. Uh, that's not that's not saying much really, but you know, mm. if you ignore the last few minutes, it's good, and some brilliant acting again from all of them. I mean, it's not like it's the um, first Doctor Who to have a rushed ending in which no. everything is solved by pressing a few buttons and blowing stuff up and waving the uh, <laughs> sonic screwdriver around. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, so maybe we're being too hard because it's Chris Chibnall, but the rest <laughs> of it was quite good. And I really liked the cubes. So, yeah. But uh, let us know what you thought. Um, get in touch, listeners, and let us know what you thought of the episode. Yes. Um, and let us know your theories on um, yeah. how Amy and Rory uh, will be leaving. Um, I'm not sure whether or not we'll get a preview. I'm suspecting it will probably be restricted by... Mm. Um, the BBC, so we might do a speculation episode in place of our spoiler-free preview, and then yeah. get the commentary up as as soon as we can after broadcast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so stay tuned and uh, get in touch. Thanks for listening. Bye. You've been listening to the Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries, plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.com, or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us 
via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.